Welcome to the Inside Scoop Live podcast, where indie authors get personal about their books, their writing, and their passions. I'm your host, Sherry Hoyt. Join me for some lively conversations with debut indie authors and seasoned veterans alike. It's a great place to find your next amazing read or even get inspired. So sit back and enjoy the show and let me know what you think. Hey everyone, welcome back to Inside Scoop Live. Today I'm talking with Sandra Brown Lindstedt, author of Life of a Firefly, which is a stunning collection of stories that will appeal to children and adults alike, reminding us that no matter how bleak a situation may seem, a little faith or a firefly can take us a long way. It also gives children of color a mirror of strong characters that look like them and others a window to experience the African-American community in a whole new way. But before we get started, here's the inside scoop on Sandy. Sandra Brown Lindstedt was born and raised in Chicago and moved to Portland with her three children when she was 33. After working as a medical secretary for many years, she decided to go back to college and get her degree, graduating from Lewis and Clark College in Portland, Oregon, with bachelor's degrees in theater and English. She's also worked in New York on stage productions, art, and design. She's won two first-place short story awards and three poetry awards, publishing the work in literary journals. She has written and directed numerous plays in the U.S. and Sweden. Sandy resides in Sweden with her husband, and Life of a Firefly is her first children's book. Well, hi, Sandy. Welcome to Inside Scoop Live. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I am delighted to talk with you today. And But first of all, I just want to congratulate you on all your recent literary awards for Life of a Firefly. That's amazing. Thank you so much. It has been amazing for me. It has almost been like a life changer for me because it just it just validated everything that my husband was saying about it, my, my writing. And it's very good to know that others think that, you know, it's worthy of an award. So I'm very happy. I'm very yeah. happy. And, and my family is very happy for me also. I'll bet. And listeners, just to get you up to speed, uh, Life of a Firefly won several awards in the Reader Views Literary Awards program uh, that just concluded recently, including the overall grand prize fiction winner. So uh, Sandy and Life of a Firefly, there are there are big news item this week. So. Okay. <laughs> so first of all, why don't you tell us a little bit about Life of a Firefly? What is the story all about? Well, Life of a Firefly is actually based on my life, as like a memoir uh, of my life between the ages of four to 12. And it's about growing up in Chicago in the South Side and pretty much in poverty with my five other siblings. Mm. And it's about my journey of discovery of that I was not just my circumstances, but uh, I was more than just my surroundings. Mm-hmm. And uh, and my grandmother had a lot to do with that. I used to visit her in Texas and uh, she was my, my mentor in a sense that she let me know that I was more than just just a little black girl on the south side of Chicago, you know, yeah, yeah. poverty. So, yeah. So this book is about a journey and it's about faith. And the faith is symbolic. Uh, it's a metaphor uh, for the firefly. 
Oh, okay. So yeah. Can you give us a little insight uh, into that firefly? Like, like what happens? Well, I swallow a firefly <laughs> on a dare from my sister, uh, my big sister. She was always daring me to do this and that, you know. And since she was my big sister, I felt like I had to comply. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I did. And um, she thought it was going to light up in my stomach. And so she would look at my stomach uh, and pat it and see whether it lit up or not. And since it didn't, she was very disappointed. But that <laughs> that firefly uh, became symbolic for me because I knew that the firefly uh, was there and it wasn't dead. It was still alive inside of me. I love that. Yeah. And my grandmother sort of affirmed that when I told her about the firefly, she says, we're going to light him up. We're going to let him stay lit and he's going to be with you in all the dark places that you go. He's going to be that light. I, I so, absolutely love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of how uh, life of a firefly uh, evolved into that. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned a little bit about your husband being kind of your champion for your writing. Uh, what actually inspired you to write the story? Well, uh, he actually inspired me along with just nagging me every day uh, <laughs> because I would I, when I came to Sweden I uh, he was very curious about the way I grew up and so I told him a lot of stories about uh, my life growing up and he uh, was writing them down the mm -hmm. headlines and so he accumulated almost 50 of these little headlines wow and he brought them to me one day he said write a book and I am trained, I was a theater major in college, just doing uh, plays, writing plays and uh, directing. And I didn't think of myself as a novelist or, or a writer or author in that sense. But he right. says, you can do this, you can do that. And so what I did was I wrote uh, based on what he gave me, a little memoir. And I let my friends and uh, who are teachers and they're very critical, by the way. <laughs> And they read it and they, and my other friend Kay, who teaches uh, middle school at our international school here in Gothenburg said, I want you to take some of these stories because they're wonderful. And I want you to read them to some of the students at my school. Hmm. And I was like, no, I don't like children so much, especially middle school children. And I, I don't know if I can do that. You know, and she was like, yes, you can. So I went there, you know, at her insistence, I'm always being prodded, you know, <laughs> I'm always being pushed some in some direction. And so I went there with, with the story. I made pamphlets out of some of the stories and made them kid friendly because it was an adult uh, memoir. Yeah. And I read them to five of the classes there. And it was amazing. I mean, amazing. The kids, they hugged me afterwards. They wanted to know about little Sandy, what was going to happen to her. Oh, oh you wow. have to write more. And and they, they wanted all my pamphlets. I didn't have anything when I left there. Oh, my goodness. So with them, with their encouragement and the love that they showed me, it's at school because I read for like five classes, different yeah, classes. Wow. And the love I felt from them and my and my husband's encouragement, that's how I sat down to do it. That is an amazing story of itself. So how do you feel about children now? 
love children. I am writing even more children's books. I think they're amazing. Uh, you know, when you have bad experiences growing up, you know, in middle school, you don't want to go back there, you know. Right, right. But it was like a whole different arena, these what, what I experienced. So, yeah, I love them. I love that. Yeah. Now, now you mentioned that you wrote it as an adult memoir, but so, so how did it come to be a children's book? Well, I knew that uh, the children uh, had inspired me to, to write mm-hmm. and I wanted to give them something back. And I wanted to, cause I promised them I was going to go and try. <laughs> and yeah. And so I knew that the book that I would write would be for middle school children. And, but it's just amazing that uh, adults love this book just as much as middle school children. And I was really surprised. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. I loved it. Oh, did you read it? Too? <laughs> yes. Okay. okay. Oh, yeah. I, I got to know what's going on. You know, I can't let anything nice. <laughs> I loved it. And I loved little Sandy, too. <laughs> She is so fun. She is, and she (laughs) she just goes after things. I just, I loved her. I loved her so much. (laughs) But she was always getting into something, you know, and uh, yeah. And so my biggest, my older sister, she was considered the good girl, the good one, you know, and I was the bad, the the outcasted, you know, that needed some restrictions at all costs you know yeah and so yeah and it sort of changed when we grew up I guess oh okay (laughs) (laughs) so did you think it was a challenge writing for kids like how what was it like taking your adult story and adapting it for children you know I didn't feel it was a challenge because I guess I haven't grew up yet in my head (laughs) you know and so when I started writing things about my life as a five-year-old or a six-year-old or a seven-year-old, it just, I heard the voice within me Mm. just speaking those words out in a childlike voice. And so that's what I was writing, what I was hearing in my, yeah, that was coming back to me. So I thought it was going to be a big challenge, but I think the biggest, sometimes as we grow older, we get a lot of words a lot mm-hmm. of, uh, yeah, uh, big words that we use around, you know, and kids are looking at you like, what are you talking about? <laughs> right. So I I managed to to keep those words out and just made it simple. Yeah, that makes sense. Made it, But I didn't want to condescend on another level to children either. Right. Because they sort of know when you're talking down to them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. So I just wanted to keep her voice And show her flaws and show her positives all at the same time. And you did a fantastic job, I must say. So So what is the most important thing you hope uh, that kids or or adults also, for that matter, uh, take away from reading Life of a Firefly? You know, uh, the way life is today is much different than the way life was when I was growing up. It was, mm-hmm. I guess it was a simpler time, but it was still complicated because of the historical things that were happening in the 60s. And right now what we're facing is another historical time of a different level. Right. Yeah. And so taking away, I, I think what they need is hope. 
and I think, and I'm hoping that my book will give them a sense of faith in themselves and their future. Because uh, when you look around, sometimes it can close in on you. I mean, I've read about young kids in middle school committing suicide mm. and all these terrible things that are happening because they feel a sense of hopelessness, you know, that's surrounding them. Right. And with this book, they can see the challenges that I faced and the hope that I kept within me from what my grandmother instilled in me, which is a hope and faith in God and mm. something outside of myself. Then I'm hoping that they would take that away, that they know that they're not alone. I just want them to, to, to know that they can have a firefly. The firefly is within all of us, actually. Yeah. It just needs to be ignited and kept alive. And yeah, that's what I would hope. Yeah, that is so important. And I, I really hope that you can get your books into the hands of many, many children. That's what my dream and hope is, is that it's it will be in libraries and schools like here in Gothenburg. It's in the uh, school libraries here. Oh. And, and, and these kids, you wouldn't think that they would identify mm-hmm. with somebody, you know, like a black girl on the south side of 60, but they identify because the so the hope is universal. It's a universal theme going through it. And so, yeah, that's my dream is that it's in every school and it will cause a lot of dialogue and a lot of essays to be written <laughs> yeah. about this book. Nice. Yeah. I want to talk about some of the feedback you've been getting on Life of the Firefly. One of your reviews, uh, the reviewer is talking about Uh, your comment of how Life of a Firefly is particularly suited for ages 8 to 12. And he says, and I'm going to quote this because it's, it's an amazing quote. He says, I'm afraid that's like saying to kill a mockingbird is at heart a children's book just because it's narrated by a child. So is Life of a Firefly. But the child, a young girl named Sandy Forte, is every bit the storyteller and every bit as literate as Scout. This book is every bit as powerful, as emotive, and as profoundly evocative and compelling as its more famous classic cousin. If Life of a Firefly is just a children's book, then I must confess to one more guilty pleasure, reading classic literature disarmingly disguised as something meant for kids. And that's by Joel Denstedt for Reader's Favorite. And that, wow, that review just blew me away. What did you think when you heard that? That sort of blew me away. I was like, what? <laughs> and it, because that's one of my favorite, all time favorite books yeah. and movies, actually. And I felt like I had so much then to try to live up to. <laughs> and especially since I'm writing a sequel to Life of a Firefly. Oh, right. Yeah. And, 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 and this, Man, you know, usually you think men are not really into girl. I thought think of this as like a girl book, you know. Right. But he but he he loved it. And so I was so honored and amazed by his uh review. Absolutely. That was very nice. And that is believe it or not, this is the kind of feedback too, just from people who have uh told me after they read the book, like this one gentleman, he had asked if I could uh, sign a book and send it to his daughter. And I uh, said, sure, I, I, I'll do that. And so he was sort of reading it to his daughter. And he was like, 
this this is a great book. <laughs> he, his daughter has yet to read the book yet because he's, he's reading it, you know. She can't get her hands on it. <laughs> no, you know, and I'm sure he didn't expect that because he just expected to get a book for his daughter. Right, yeah. right. And then my, even my husband's friend, uh, he's Swedish and his daughter is seven. And I said, this book is a little bit too older for her, you know? Mm -hmm. And he said, well, I'll just keep it. And then when she gets, uh, because she's very advanced and I'll just read it and see if it's too much for her. Mm -hmm. And so he, he wrote my husband and he said, I love this book. (laughs) And, you know, so, so, so this is the kind of feedback I've been getting from men. So. That's that's, that's really different. That's wonderful. Yeah, I love that. Now, you mentioned earlier you were writing a sequel. So um, what's that going to look like? You said the life of a firefly. So the first part was from ages four to 10. uh, It was from ages four to 12. Four to 12. And actually, that's when I entered high school because I I had a couple of jumps, as they say. When you take a test, they say, okay, you're supposed to be in this grade or whatever Mm -hmm. and so I I when I entered high school I was 12 and uh so this is where the book is going to start it's going to be her high school years from uh freshman to senior okay wow so how many stories do you have about high school oh (laughs) (laughs) Sandy gets in a little trouble in high school you know She she's herself, you know. Yeah. She thinks she knows it all. She thinks she knows more than, than the teachers know. Oh, yeah. And so she gets in a little trouble, but she always gets back because her firefly is still there, even oh. though she has squelched him a couple of times. But uh yeah, yeah. so we'll see what Sandy's gonna be doing. Yeah, I know there's gonna be a lot of people interested in that. When do you where are you now in the process and when do you think this well, book will be done? Right now, I'm just making outlines of how mm-hmm. I want it to go because when you write about yourself, there's so many things that you know about yourself that you think, oh, that might, yeah, I can't, I can't leave that out, you know. But yeah. when you're writing a whole linear type book, you have to leave out stuff. So I have to find out where I want to go exactly. And so I'm writing an outline of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I usually rely on this inner voice in the morning. Mm. It wakes me up and it starts to talk and I have to write really fast to get everything down mm. because it starts to put it into a context. Like most of the poems that are in the book were written like that, just in the morning, writing really fast, getting everything down. Wow. And and those were the poems. So Wow. Yeah, that's kind of my, I, I don't know if anybody else has that kind of <laughs> way to write, but that's, that's the way I've been writing now. Yeah, so. yeah. So you're just in the beginning stages now. So we in the yeah. beginning stages and okay. I hopefully, uh, because I have to do the editing thing, the editing is the hardest thing to do because they come back and say, take that out, that, 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 you know, they start messing with everything. Right, so, right. Uh, <laughs> I want to get it out before the end of the year mm. and have it published by then. All right. Wow. You're going to be busy. <laughs> I am because I also, I have finished and completed writing five children's books for little t- kids from the ages of three to six. 
Okay, and that nice. just came about because I was a grandmother and I got a little granddaughter and she's three years old and she's the funniest little girl I've ever seen. <laughs> like, and so I had to write this for children her age. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, wow. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, wow, so you are busy. busy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I have a coloring book that I'm doing also, which is another thing, which yeah. is actually completed now. So I have been extremely busy. Yeah. Lots of things for us readers to look forward to, for sure. So think about your debut journey with Life of a Firefly. And um, looking back, what kind of advice or information would you give uh, to new authors, uh, up-and-coming authors, um, emerging authors, what would you say to those those folks? What would you well, tell them? Uh, you have to be honest, first of all. Write honestly for yourself first and not think of what other people are going to think about what you're writing. Mm. And I find that's, uh, that a lot of times we, get, we start to uh, edit ourselves and limit ourselves what we want to say. And you have to just be, uh, just say it, say it out, whatever you have, and don't hold back and, and keep a journal. I think it's good for, for all writers to journal things, even if they're not going to write it in a book, just mm-hmm. write it down because you might use it in something later. And yeah. that's what I've learned. I mean, I've learned that actually from my husband for keeping all those little things, tidbits that I said. So you, you never know. And being a writer is one thing. Being an author is another thing. Mm-hmm. If you want to be an author, then you have to have two hats. You have to have a hat. You have to take off your writing hat and put on your marketing hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then because uh, you're not just selling your book, you're selling yourself. Right. Then. So that's something that you have to know what you're getting into if you want to go into being an author and learn your craft, learn it, read other books by other authors, listen to what they have to say and join other groups of writers who you can share your writing with. And so they can give you back an honest feedback Mm -hmm. because you don't want to all of a sudden find out that your book is crap and get all these terrible reviews without, you know. Right. <laughs> and then find out, oh, I should have done ABC. Yeah, find out before it's published. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Well, that there's a lot of good advice in there because um, writing the book is probably the easiest part. You know, it's, exactly. it's what comes afterwards that, you know, mm. that is a totally new experience for new writers. So, yeah, that's that's totally great. new. I tell you, I was not prepared for the marketing part and the being out there because most most not all, but most writers are introverts. They mm-hmm. don't like to be on stage, you know, the center of attention. And now that I've been writing, I'm sort of the center. Right. Right. Yeah. You have to learn to know that that's going to happen and be prepared. Well, Sandy, is there anything else you wanted to add today? You know what? I just want to say to Reader Views, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Really. You guys, what you have done and how you have done it has been amazing. And how you are inspire other writers to write. 
is amazing. And I'm just, I'm just so happy that I saw this, you know, from my publicist about reader views mm-hmm. and to enter my book in and, and to meet you guys because uh, you're phenomenal at what you do. Oh, that's so nice. I mean, Sandy, truly, it's working with people like you. It's it's authors like you that are the reason we do what we do. So thank you. And thank you for joining us today and uh, telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and your work and all of the exciting things you have coming up. Well, thank you again for having me. It's a pleasure. Thank you for joining me today for my interview with Sandra Brown Lindstedt, author of Life of a Firefly. To learn more about Sandy, visit her at Facebook. And be sure to check out our other interviews at InsideScoopLive.com. 